What's up, guys? We are here at the Pitmaster and the Doc. This is our first podcast. I'm going out of the camera because this is our first podcast, so we don't know what we're doing yet. But when we do, watch out, Joe Rogan. We're going to take over. But anyway, we're going to talk about everything from martial arts, fitness, UFC, MMA, um, current events, uh, self-defense, medical issues, mental issues. We're even going to do some life coaching and uh, relationship advice. That sounds like that'll come from you. <laughs> I think we've... <laughs> I have been known to... Um, to dabble a little in life coaching and, and relationship advice um, because, and this, this is the only reason, um, I've made so many mistakes. So, and I'm so old. So now I've made so many mistakes and I'm so old, I can go back and say, no, don't cheat on your, on your spouse or your girlfriend. In the old days, I might think, oh, that's okay. Because my mentors coming up they were absolutely fantastic martial arts and, and, and et cetera mentors, but they weren't really, I mean, they didn't really have that integrity about being loyal and faithful. And I used to, I used to combine those two, uh, mix up those two words. And I used to think loyalty is something I need to have. It's for my team, my, my neighborhood, my guys, my family. I got to be loyal. But when it came to a woman, it was like, oh, that's just faithful. That's not really that important. So we're already talking about relationships. So what is this podcast going to be about, John? <laughs> Let's, what are people going to tune in and listen to us for? I think, I think it's going to be a cornucopia. Of cornucopia, things. okay. But, and and if, tangents. And there's, there's going to be some rants and tangents, but there's also going to be a lot of good advice because you got the pitmaster and the doc. So if there's anything from medical advice, you can ask me. And if the, so, if you got we got medical stuff. You want to talk about training injuries, uh, high, dehydration, hydration. We could talk about steroids, PEDs. Huge subject. Um, I happen to be somewhat familiar with martial arts and the UFC and MMA, so we're going to talk about that a lot. Um, and we're pretty smart guys, and we're going to talk about current events. Well, John, for people tuning in, they probably know you, but tell us. Tell us about your background so everybody knows who you are. I am John Hackleman, the Pitmaster. Um, and it sounds weird that I talk about myself in the third person. It is a little, uh, it's, 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 it is a little weird, a little pathological. But anyway, we can talk about that later. Uh, 57 years old, grew up in Honolulu, Hawaii, been a fighter my whole life. Since I was 10, um, started PAL boxing all the way to karate tournaments, PAL boxing, kickboxing. I did the first no holds barred matches in Hawaii when I was 16 years old. Uh, then I became a nurse and a respiratory therapist. Um, then I started training fighters, uh, including some pretty big known, you know, well-known fighters, Chuck Liddell, Glover Teixeira, Court McGee, Antonio Banuelos, etc. Even Tim, Tim, Tim Kennedy started at our gym. So I've had a lot of experience in MMA, martial arts. Um, I love self-defense stuff. Um, married. 
I got four kids, three girls, one guy. Um, and uh, I'm just, I'm just a all around hot mess. And so were you born in Hawaii? I don't know that. No, I was, I was raised there. My dad moved there when, uh, my, dad got, my dad was a newspaper writer. And we, we were born, I was born in New York. And then he got a job um, in Hawaii by one of his friends. And I moved there when I was like four or five. Where were you born in New York? Um, I was born in Queens, oh, in Mount Sinai Hospital. I was born in New York, too. Where? In Poughkeepsie. Which is, Poughkeepsie! You know where that is. Yes, I do. It's upstate. It's upstate, yeah. All right. A good so, friend of mine. I didn't Gene know we had Sim that in common. Jim, Jim, Gene Sim Simcoe. He's a jiu-jitsu guy. Uh, Gene Simcoe is... Hey, that's where his gym is. Poughkeepsie. That's up, up north. Right. So, that's what the pit master's about. <laughs> I just talked about myself in the third person again. <laughs> that's... That's pathological. We're going to talk about that later. That's not a healthy thing that I do. Okay, now tell us about you. You're right. the doc. Pitmaster and the doc. So I grew up in Arizona um, to a pretty middle-class family. And I uh, went to college, studied engineering, didn't want to be an engineer, went to medical school at USC. So moved out to L.A. Um, it's been over 20 years ago now. So went to USC med school. Studied orthopedic surgery, uh, did a fellowship in sports medicine, and moved my family up here. So we're... You know, How long have you been here? So we've been here 11 years. You've been here 11 years? I think so. Yeah, we came here in 2006. So we moved up here when our kids were all small, and uh, we've been raising them here ever since. And got to know John Hackleman how long ago? Uh, like three Probably years. Probably been three years. Three years. And... Uh, and here we tell, are. Tell, tell, him we how, are. tell him how we met, because it was a pretty funny story. <laughs> so I met John, uh, my daughter, who was our, our firstborn, so very protective over her. Julia. Julia. She was 15 at the time and started dating some boy uh, named Tanner, which is John's stepson. Yes. So he would come over and come pick up Tanner and eventually, I don't know, hours later, leave. That was a few years ago. This is funny because the first time uh, Heather, my wife, uh, Tanner was over there. She dropped him off. And so it was time to pick him up. And we were like already winding down, getting ready for bed. And it was like, it was probably like 930. And she goes, oh, yeah, I got to go pick up Tanner. I go, and she looked so comfortable in bed. And I was like, I'll go pick him up. Give me the address. So I'm going to rush right back, though. So it was like 930. So I rushed over there to pick up Tanner, and then we started hanging out and chatting. And I think about like one o'clock in the morning, I get a text from Heather. It's like, when the hell are you coming home? I think I got home at like two. So like every time Tanner went over there, I would pick, I would go pick him up and we would end up hanging out. And then we started hanging out and our wives became friends and then we we started working out. But it was funny because I was trying to get him to train with us at the pit and he was like I can't train I'm a I'm a surgeon these hands are worth uh, never 10, like 10 million dollars <laughs> I can't break my hands I don't want to train that's so true. It's, it's semi true so anyway so we start doing Madonna every su Sunday um, and that's our workout and then it was raining one Sunday so we decided to row 
we have a concept to rowers. So we went to the gym to row instead of uh, doing Madonna. So we loved the rowing. So we decided we're going to row once a week and do Madonna. So our rowing time was on Wednesdays, and it was right before my uh, belt class. So, so now we're doing Madonna and rowing. And then uh, one day, he's, he started watching the class after we rowed. And I was like, I was like, I knew I was going to reel him in then. So he starts watching a couple classes. And then finally he came and said, I, I want to try just a workout class one day. I said, you sure? He goes, yeah. So now we did Madonna rowing. And then we started doing Saturday workout. And there was some bag work, etc. Then he graduated to the belt class. Now he's a blue belt or purple belt or something. Blue belt? Blue belt. Blue belt. I'm colorblind, so I, I know it's either blue or, blue or purple. But anyway, um, so he's been training ever since. So now we do our Madonna. We do a, a Saturday workout with a wheelbarrow, which a lot of you guys have seen. If not, you will. Um, and we, he works out with the Monday, Wednesday belt class. So, so I started my martial arts career long before this, though. I was in Taekwondo until I was 10. And then I took a 30-year break from martial arts, and I'm back. So You're never going to leave again. <laughs> Taekwondo is a short break so I can go to school <laughs> and do what I do. But I got to tell you, now that I gave up mountain biking, which was too dangerous, uh, now I do, you know, I do mixed martial arts with you and sparring. And uh, every time my wife gets a call, if it's you calling, she thinks I'm going to be in the hospital or something else. So, so, so far, I've not been overly or too injured. So it's, now, gone, it's gone all right. So I'm not as worried about you. Like, I mean, if you're aspiring, you get cut. Okay, now your wife would have a fit, but whatever. It's a cut. It's the hands I worry about. It's the yeah. hands. John is very protective of me in the class over my hands. They yeah. have to be wrapped and taped. And he has to hit certain bags. Um, and because, like, if, if, if we get jumped in the street, and when I say we, I'm talking to you, like, okay, if we got to close our hands and, and swing then, you know, we might and might not break our hand. And if we do, so be it. But he has to come up, come at it with a whole different, uh, it has to be life or death. Because if he just, if he's going to get robbed and somebody's going to take his watch and, and something else, like carjack him, it's not worth breaking his hand over. Because he's going to lose, the ROI won't be invent, uh, worth it, right? The re return on investment. If he breaks his hand, he might be out millions of dollars. Where we, we can break our hand and we'll be fine, whatever we do. So it's a whole different, it's a whole different dynamics with, with, with him training. Don't you think? Uh, sort of. I don't know. I hope you don't treat me too much differently in the class, but no, I, no. Have, I have a great time doing it. I, do, I don't treat you that much differently, but I think the main thing I worry about is, I think I take care of all my guys pretty well because I really care about my students, but... I, and very few people hurt their hands on the bag. It's usually sparring. Like, you just throw a punch and you hit an elbow. Stuff like that. Usually on the bag, it's a little more controlled. But when you're sparring, if you go to hit someone's body, they're dynamic. They're moving. So you aim for one spot. You don't always hit that spot. Like, a lot of times you're aiming for the chin and the guy moves a little. Now you hit the guy in the head and you end up hurting your hand more, more than you hurt them. So with sparring, I worry more about uh, your hands because the bag is one thing 
But like I said, hitting someone's elbow or even hitting someone's arm and you, you could tweak your wrist in a, in a kind of crazy way. So I think most, that would be my biggest issue. And that's one thing we talk about, sparring in class. A lot of people think they should spar a lot in class. Um, and I used to. Anybody that knows the pit knows we used to beat the crap out of each other um, in every, sing every single class, like every class. Like if I had class Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, there was going to be hard sparring. I mean, to the face, hard. I mean, you're trying. You're not trying to hurt the guy, but you're trying to knock him out. We were. We are trying to hit him as hard as we could. Yeah, those are the stories I hear about the pit. But now I realize that wasn't smart. It wasn't, it wasn't tougher. It wasn't, it was just, I'm not going to say stupid because that means I'm stupid, but it was ill-informed Ill because I think just like a, a, a cop can train with a gun and doesn't have to have live ammo coming back at him, or a knife fighter can train with a, a dull knife and doesn't have to train with a live blade, I think a martial artist with his bare hands can train without making full face contact and still get a lot of benefits out of training. How much do you think you're losing, though? Because the same arguments are made, you know, you can make those same arguments in medicine or, or in any field that the hands-on, you learn more from the hands-on, you know, aspect of it. So, I don't know, how much do you think you're your average student loses by not doing as much sparring versus uh, the way you used to do it. I think he gains. I think, I think, I think he lost, he got, he lost more because of um, the injuries, whether they be acute or chronic. Um, and I think he lost as much by just not, not even wanting to engage as much because they didn't want to get hurt all the time. And some people say, well, if you want to train for the street, you should fight like you're going to in the street. And I disagree because I think when you spar, it's a whole different level. I think you might, you don't get used to getting hit. Nobody's going to get used to getting hit. You really don't. If you're going to get knocked, I mean, you see the best fighters in the world. They get hit just right. They're going. So you're not going to get used to that. Um, so if you get hit, to me, in sparring, some guys shy away from sparring. So then people think, well, they don't have the heart, so if they got into a street fight, um, they would shy away. Like, I've had parents come up to me and say, well, my kid doesn't like to spar. I, I, I don't want him to be, you know, a wimpy kid. I don't want him to get bullied. Should he even train? And to me, the two are completely different things. Like, if they don't like to spar, but they learn all the techniques, we drill the techniques into their muscle memory over and over and over, we make them stronger, we give them good punches, good solid techniques, takedowns, takedown defense, everything, good conditioning, but they don't like to fight. That's fine. The second something happens in the street, somebody attacks you or your family member, all that goes out the window. Everything's going out the window. You are gonna go after that person like you are a freaking pit bull you're gonna go you see somebody hitting your kid or your wife or trying to hurt take your life you're gonna all of a sudden you're gonna go into a different gear and i know this i know this firsthand i've i've sparred well i've hit the bag then i've sparred and there's a big difference between the two then i've sparred and i fought in sport fights 
and there's a huge difference between the two. And then I've fought in sports fights, and I've been jumped on the street. And there's a huge difference between the two in your reaction. Because in the sport fight, you're trying to win that fight and win that title and not get hurt. In the street, you're trying to survive. Your animal instincts come out like nowhere in sparring. I mean, from sparring, and then there's sport fighting to the street, there's a, I mean, it's like, there's such a big difference, it's not even close. If someone, you could, if you could, if you sparred and you're like, oh, I don't want to even get hit or hit the guy, and then, but you still want to learn, so you drill and practice and practice, and, but you think, always in the back of your mind, yeah, but if I ever get jumped in the street, you know, I'm just not going to, believe me, if your life's on the line or your family's life, life's on the line, everything changes and the animal will come out of you. So everything comes out. But now if that animal instinct comes out, but you have no skill or physical conditioning to back it up, then you're going to be one crazy beat up son of a gun, right? You're going to go after the person, but you don't know what to do. You're going to go, ah, and you'll just, you'll hit him like a little girl, but you'll be all wired up, but it's still going to be ineffective. But now with that animal instinct coming out, somebody's jumping your child, they're trying to hurt your child, all that anger and, and just craziness comes out, but you know what you're doing, boom, now you become a lethal weapon. And that's how I look at martial arts. That's why I don't mind not sparring. I don't mind when the kids are a little timid in sparring. I don't mind when the adults are timid in sparring. I know if I can drill these important lessons and skills into their muscle memory and give them strength and conditioning, um, I know if they ever need it in a life or death situation, it'll come out and they'll be successful. Now, if that same person wanted to fight in a MMA match or some kind of sport, I'd say, eh, no. Why, why is it freezing? Anyway, okay. So, anyway, so that's how I feel about that. How do you feel about that? The audio can start. All right, so anyway, anyway, so that's how I feel about that. Um, so that's my take on on the way we train now versus the way we used to train. Um, well, haven't you seen? That's not just here, but in sports in general, I see that yeah. football is like that now. There's not as much hitting um, just because of head injuries. But also in, in the way uh, MMA fighters train. Don't they train yeah. differently all around the world now where they're not, most camps where they're not hitting or getting hit yeah. as much? Yeah, and it's, it's, it's pretty well known now. Um, and then it's really well known, and I'm not going to name them, but it's really well known in the camps that don't, they want to go old school. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer in old school. Old school training, man, I love it. But the constant punching and takedowns, Punching and takedowns cause most of the damage. Like punching to the head, chronic injuries. Um, and then the takedowns, because you're going one way and the, the person that has your legs is going the other way, knee injuries. The biggest, the biggest problem I have is, I think, for MMA training is knee injuries, cuts, and chronic uh, brain injury. Even though, I don't, I don't know, I've never seen a chronic brain injury um, in MMA, I've heard a couple guys say they know guys that have had it. Um, 
I think I honestly thank God every single morning I wake up when I do my gratitude uh, medita meditation because I have had so many fights. I've been hit in the head so many times. I've been my my bell has been rung so many times, and I've been punched and kicked and grabbed and everything, and and I'm I'm so healthy, so much health, healthier than I thought I would be at this age, and I can think. I can. That's the main thing. I, I'm really shocked. I might not be the smartest guy in the world. Uh, I might not be the most eloquent guy in the world. Uh, I might not, might not be the most articulate guy in the world. Um, but at least I can fucking remember my name. And I'm so happy about that. Sometimes. <laughs> Very nice. So that's, that's what I think about that. So what else? We're going we're gonna to go over stuff every week. And, and, and on, our, on our Twitter, um, which we're going to have a Twitter... Um, and on our Facebook, um, you can write in questions. Like, for me, my specialty is self-defense, fighting, martial arts, MMA, UFC, uh, all the experience there. And you can ask uh, uh, James uh, stuff about, you know, like, if you want to ask us, like, I have, I have more knowledge about dehydration and rehydration than James does when it comes to cutting for a fight. I know how to do that. But he has more of the knowledge about the anatomy and physiology. If I and, saw your fighter cutting weight, I'd probably give him an IV. Right, right. So <laughs> and he, then they'd be banned. But. Yeah, so they'd be, so he'd be leaning on the medical side of dehydration, rehydration. I'd be leaning on the clinical side. I think it's a great idea to have an people the ability to ask questions. We're yeah. going to spend a little time, if we're going to do this, you know, ask, answering questions that people have. Yeah. Um, for me, about, you know, my main practice is sports medicine, so I'm dealing with knee, hip, uh, shoulder injuries every day. So yeah. uh, injuries, orthopedic injuries, or otherwise, or medical issues, uh, I think we can both address those. John's got a medical background as well. I do, I do have a medical background, but like the medical background doesn't really mean much to me because because yours is so much higher. But I have so much more experience in the stuff, so we can br we're bringing it from two completely different, but but very uh, but very complementary um, uh, polar opposites, really. Because his side, it's really a it's really a like a manager and a promoter. They have kind of a, you know, their relationship is, is combative to begin with, right? It's kind of hostile. You know what I mean? It's opposite because a promoter wants a great fight. A manager wants a good fight for his fighter. He doesn't care if it's a great fight. A, fi a trainer and a manager want the, the uh, they want knockout of the night. The, the promoter wants fight of the night, right? So with him, he wants... You know, everybody to be better. He's going to, when somebody hurts their knee, he's going to say, okay, take six years off and, and use a wheelchair. <laughs> and I'm going to say, all right, put a fucking splint on it and get out there. So we're coming from like different, uh, don't you think? Kind of? Uh, yeah. Exaggeration, no maybe? Yeah. That's good. Get your point across. There's no way you and I are going to be able to talk for any length of time without talking about what's going on. So things that interest you and me, whether it's current events or news or... Uh, you know, no. the person that flipped you off on the street yesterday or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, and like, like, uh, Vegas, we could talk about stuff like Vegas. 
which is a horrific thing. And neither one of us, between the two of us, um, I have a lot of a lot of experience fighting. He has a lot of experience doctoring. But neither one of us can figure out how we could cure that. I'll tell you what it's not. It's not gun control. Sorry, Kimmel. <laughs> it's not gun control. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's, it's uh, hotel room control. I don't know. Maybe it's crowd control. I don't know what it is. Nobody does. And some things are just because they are, right? Like with, uh, with 9-11, right? Was that plane control? Well, guess what? We've spent about, let's see, how long has it been? It's been 15 years. Uh, we spent about 15, 10, we spent like over $100 billion trying to prevent that again. Well, this is the problem with the Vegas thing. You know thing, that. With the Vegas thing is that this, this is not the first time this has happened. This has happened before. Everybody gets emotional. How do you prevent it from happening? That's what you think. I have four kids. My kids go to concerts. They do things. They go to these events that are what would be considered soft targets. How do you prevent those things on a grand scale? If you can figure that out, great. I can't. But how do you okay. prepare your kids or yourself or your loved ones? You know, if they're out in public and in this situation, what do they do? And I don't think we can answer that all at once either. But if you watch the video of what happened, I don't know how you... I wouldn't. I don't think anyone there, and I wouldn't have... I think the only one that that could have figured it out, any uh, the best person, I went, I'm going to try. I actually reached out to him today. He hasn't got back to me yet. Tim Kennedy would be the guy I'd ask about that. Tim Kennedy's a UFC fighter, uh, real experienced MMA fighter, martial artist, and he's also uh, you know a special ops guy, military, been to everywhere, Iraq and uh, Middle East and and. Uh, South America, so that's the guy I would ask because the guy was on the 32nd floor. I wouldn't know where it was coming from. I would probably try to pull someone on top of me from somewhere. Just to, I would use him as a shield. And that I would, the cowardice in me would probably come out. I think whoever, if I was with James, I would just pull him on me and like, hi, <laughs> don't do it. I don't know what I'd do because nobody knew where it was coming from. It was coming from like, uh, I yeah. like to think you'd step in front of the bullet for me. That's the way. That's what I, that's I don't what know. I honestly, I like to think I would be heroic-ish. Um, I don't think I would like dive in front of anyone, but I don't think I'd pull anyone in front of me. I don't know what I'd do, but I definitely wouldn't know what was coming. Like people say zigzag, run, but you don't know because you might be running into the bullet. He was like shooting random uh, with sh with a machine gun, so you might be running towards where he's shooting. Because you can't run from the the uh, the shots because it was 32 stories up. It was like 1,200, 1,200 yards, something crazy. It was pretty far. So you it couldn't. Was 400 and yards. You, it was 400. Yeah. I might be wrong. So you don't know where to run. It was the craziest thing. But for people to jump on this and then make it into a political issue and shit, like oh, gun control is like. It's just the lamest thing going. It's like, I just want to, I think, thinking of that, like when 9-11 happened, and then there was the shooting last year. 49 people died. And that's, that, to me, that would have brought up immigration stuff, right? Um, but nobody really, the left really didn't talk that much about that. They really didn't, because that was an immigration issue to me, like uh, multicultural. Um, but they didn't say that much about it, right? 
They say gun control, even though it was proved, you know, but whatever. There's no way you're going to solve the how do you prevent it. But what do you do in this situation? What do you do if When it's happening. What do you do when it's happening? You run. I would guess that's the number one thing you do. Yeah, this one was a little more difficult to, to, to dissect because of the 32 uh, floors up and across the street and in a multitude of like 40,000 people? 20,000. 20,000 people, people yeah. in one group. So that's just craziness. I, I think that's just, it's like, how, did, how would you have, how do you, what would you have done if you were in the Twin Towers and the plane crashed into you? I don't know. You know, nobody knows. So to me, that was, that's along that, those lines. That's just your, your bad day. It's like, it was, it was to me, it just would have happened. But like, to me, the one that happened last year was somebody came into uh, um, a nightclub and started shooting. To me, that's a little more, uh, I can address that, like what you should do more. But I couldn't, I couldn't fathom what to do with someone shooting when nobody even knows where it's coming from and they're just running around like crazy and people are getting shot. I, I have no clue what I would do. I don't even know if I'd try to go under anything because I don't think they knew it was coming from above yet. So I don't know, I don't know what I would have done. So that, that, that's a tough one. But what I wouldn't have done <laughs> is just start spouting off political rhetoric about what they should do with gun control or lack of gun control or whatever. So that's the only part that irritates me. That's like when something happens, it's like, oh, let's just go lowest hanging fruit, gun control, lowest hanging fruit, oh, more immigration, less immigration. So anyway, I just don't think it should have been turned into a political uh, um, dialogue. I can agree with that. Yeah, that's a, a topic. I don't know. It, the whole topic's depressing to me. So It is. It is. And what else? What else we got? The only other one that's going on right now that was kind of um, a big deal. I'd like to I'd like to read up a little more on it. The whole uh, Puerto Rico thing. That's pretty crazy. Well, I can tell you that um, someone I was working with today just got married in Panama, and his relatives from Puerto Rico came, and it was after the hurricane. So I don't know. They they were able to get off the island and go to a wedding. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know how bad it is. Yeah, I hear it's I hear it's pretty darn bad, but I also heard that the that the um, that the mayor who is complaining about Trump like crazy while she's asking him for help, like putting him down and asking him for help. It's like it's like the spoiled entitled kid that says, "I hate you, mom and dad. Uh, give me twenty dollars. I want to go out." You know what I mean? So she's like yelling at Trump and telling him what a shitty job he's doing and how the whole Puerto Rico is just is in such a flux. It's just they can't even eat and everybody's dying. But she went out after the hurricane or, you know, after this huge ca ca catastrophe and she had the presence of mind to go have T-shirts silkscreen and a hat silkscreen. Where did she have that done? Did they send that from Amazon? Where did she have those? And then, yeah, and then people are flying in and out of there, and then I'm hearing there's there's strikes at the, the shipyards, and but she she looks like she's fine, and she's complaining like hell about they need they're dying. And when somebody Geraldo Rivera said, "Really, how many people are dying?" Because I've done a, a survey, and there's only you know such and such people have died. So it's not like people are dying. Just 
oh no, people are dying. That's a continuum. So basically people are always dying. I'm dying, we're all dying. So she didn't really mean they're like, like if somebody has a gun to you and they're about to pull the trigger, like you're gonna be dead like exponentially, I mean like uh, immediately. But she was saying, it's a, she actually said, it's a continuum. So yeah, so basically, I can't figure it out. She seems like she's so full of it, but it seems, I mean, it seems like a terrible tragedy, but they need a better front person, a better spokesperson, because she sucks. Anything? Yeah, it's a tough situation. I, I don't know. She's, I'm sure she's dealing with, with a lot. But if she's dealing with that much, who would have the presence of mind to go have shirt silk screen. I doubt she did it herself. Yeah, but she went and got it. You think somebody just handed it to her and she put it on? They put it on her, yeah. Yeah. That's know. my guess. I have a feeling that from just listening to her, it seems like she's the type of person that did it. You know who her life right now? You know who it just reminded me of? What? <laughs> You're Dr. Drew, and I'm Adam Carolla. Yeah. Do <laughs> you think? We have well, kind of that. Yeah, kind of that. And that's not a bad thing. Someone's rational and someone's irrational. You know what you mean? <laughs> like, let's, yeah, I can see that. Wow. That was awkward. <clears throat> so we should take Collins about... Uh, so we could do Collins. Let's, let's, we're, we're doing... This is our first one, guys. And we're going to look. We're going to find out what... It can only get better. It's only going <laughs> to... It can only It's get only better. going up from here. It can no. only get better. We're going we're gonna to decide what, how we're going to work it. But right now... As of right this second, since I have the bigger Twitter following, as of right now, if you pit underscore master, any questions for this, hashtag pitmaster doc. So it's this thing and the doc. It's just pitmaster and doc. And I will have it, uh, I'll have it on, uh, I'll show it to you if, uh, I'll have it in the description below. Um, and if you're listening to this, uh, Pitmaster Doc. That's what's going to be the hashtag. And my, my Instagram is uh, pit underscore master. So anything that you put out there, qu any question you ask, we will answer. And we're going to figure out a way to get Collins. So it'll be interesting to see what people want to know. They're going to want to know relationship advice from you, obviously. That's a given. Those are really going to be, we have to sift through those. And then uh, <laughs> they might, might want to know some medical questions uh, from me. Shoulder. That's great. Shoulder. You got shoulder, you got knee issue. We can talk about steroids. That's another, I'm passionate about steroids. I'm passionate. About doing steroids or what? I'm passionate about, <laughs> yes. I'm passionate about people that do steroids in combat sports. It, to me, it's the worst kind of, kind of cheating. I think using steroids in combat sports is every bit as bad. Are you still hoping John Jones didn't do it? I'm hoping to God he didn't do it. I think it's like wearing, putting instead of wraps on your hand, putting casts on your hand. I think it's so so cheating. Well, we could do a it's whole. Funny. We'll, we'll have to talk about that in one of these about steroid use and what it does to your body. I think they should be. I think they should be immediately banned from ever fighting in a combat sport again. I think they should lose their entire purse, and I think they should look at jail time. So one part is doing steroids, and you're you're in a combat sport, and you could hurt other people, and the other part is doing steroids and you're 40 something 50 something and you want to train yeah so i think those are two totally different things the two things exactly. we can talk about and yeah. like talk about things like you know you meet people and they're on testosterone i wouldn't mind doing testosterone. i wouldn't mind and trying so it. as an upcoming podcast john and i have already decided 
We're going to get our testosterone levels checked, and we're going to share them live. Closed envelope. Mine's going to be low. <laughs> and mine's, find what if mine's out, low? What if mine's like a... You're going to find out live. You can cry. I'm going like, to be like a 12-year-old Asian girl. <laughs> that, that is fucking That actually is one of the classifications, yeah. You can... <laughs> I'm so we'll just, see where you're at. Yeah, I, I have a feeling I know, but the, and where I, I'm at, are you curious? And you I wouldn't mind. Curious. I wouldn't mind taking some tea. I wouldn't mind getting. I, I don't know. I mean, I get my labs checked. I check. We, you know, you check your cholesterol. Do you check your cholesterol? I haven't been to a doc no since you stitched me uh, you up. You need labs. I think I've been stitched <laughs> up in the last twenty years. I've been stitched up probably three times. I had an ear infection once, and my ear doc friend came and fixed it or gave me. John's primary care physician is an orthopedic surgeon and then a pediatrician. Those Who, are the two people. Because that's my. John. They, they, <laughs> they both train in the gym. I got a pediatrician. Or the, what else do you need? Because the pediatrician is he knows about ears because they do a lot of ear infections. So the main things that happen to me, I get chronic ear infections because I have had my ear eardrum broken a few times. So it gets. It always gets infected, so I get drops, and then I get I train a lot, so I need ortho stuff. So what else do I need between that and a lawyer and the sheriff? You, you know everyone you need to know. I, that's all I need to know. But anyway, so that's good for now, guys. That is our show, and we're gonna. This is gonna go big time. So you're in on the ground floor. This is this show is gonna skyrocket. Episode so, one. This is episode one. Please comment. Tell us. And on, if you're watching this on Facebook, comment your question. If you have a question, write it in the comments. We will answer them the next episode. I think if there's good fights, too, I think play-by-play, play, are you breaking down what somebody did wrong or did That'd right? That'd be good. Sensei UFC. Would be great. Okay. We're going to talk about UFC. Well, that's a given. We're going to talk about UFC stuff, uh, fitness, martial arts, self-defense. Um, and medical issues. And we're going to, like I said, you're going to get it all here. Joe Rogan, watch out. That's all I got to say. We're going to have Joe on the show, though. My, we got to get a better studio, though. This is the Pitt studio. This is uh, episode is. one. We got a, you got a dedicated studio here. Yeah, we do. We have a pretty cool studio. So we're going to show stuff here in this screen. So we're going to show stuff, and we're, we're, it's going to be pretty cool. But anyway. Thanks for coming, guys. Share this. Okay. Comment, share, like, subscribe. All those things at once. What's all right. It, what's the name of this podcast, John? Pitmaster and the Doc. See ya. Boom. That was good. That was good. Okay, so I just got to put those two together. Stop this one.